Welcome to TWW, The Weekly Wheel, where each week the Dharma Wheel rolls and delivers you new content available anywhere at any time in your everyday life. We present a mindfulness service, which has three components. First, meditation. And then we meditate with sound through chanting. You can have your mind wander when you sit in silence, but it's very difficult to wander as you chant. You need to focus on the next character, on your breathing, on the next line. And if you pat yourself on the back too much or become too self-aware, you'll miss a line. And then lastly, we have something called active listening, where we lean into and really listen to the Dharma talk given by our senseis. You could think of silent meditation and sound meditation through chanting as preparatory to get our minds focused and open and clear so we can really listen clearly and really take in the Dharma. And in a sense, it perfumes the mind. The mind is slowly changed as it hears new points of view, new perspectives, and new approaches to dealing with life. It's set up much like an in-person service. It's led, moderated by multiple voices. So you get a variety of opinions, a variety of, of perspectives as you go on your journey. So I hope you will join us now for this mindfulness service presented to you by the people at The Weekly Wheel and the Orange County Buddhist Church. Thank you so much. We will now have seated meditation. Take a moment to see that your back is straight and centered with your shoulders relaxed. If you're in a chair, it's best to sit forward slightly rather than leaning on the chair back and keep your feet flat on the floor. Try keeping your eyes half open, resting the gaze gently downward, without focusing on anything in particular. In the same way, be open to whatever sounds are coming into your ears, whether from inside the room or outdoors. We are not trying to isolate ourselves from the world around us, but rather feel that we're part of that world. If you like, you may count your breaths from one to ten. Inhale deeply, let it all out. Try slowing down your rate of breathing relative to what it would be at other times. We are not trying to think about anything in particular or visualize anything. We simply watch our thoughts come and go.
Please put your hands together in Gasho. Bow. Namo Amidabutsu. Namo Amidabutsu. Namo Amidabutsu. Naman Dabutsu. Naman Dabutsu. Naman Dabutsu. You may stretch your legs and then please stand. We will now have our standing meditation session. Your upper body is in the same position as for sitting meditation. Straight head and spine, shoulders back, eyes half open, hands comfortably positioned in front. Legs should be shoulder width apart with knees slightly bent. Again, rock forward and backward and side to side to find your center. Standing meditation reminds us to take our meditation practice out into the world, waiting in line at the store, being stuck in traffic, going through TSA security at the airport. Over time, meditation becomes a practice for the body and mind that can be recalled when needed most in situations that may be merely annoying, perhaps frustrating, or even stressful. We will begin at the sound of the bell.
Please put your hands together in gasho and bow. Namo Amida Butz, Namo Amida Butz, Namo Amida Butz, Namo Amida Butz, Namo Amida Butz. Return to your seat or cushion. Sitting in this way, we might wonder what purpose we are achieving. Actually, there is no specific purpose. I think it's really to make us aware of what sitting is, what breathing is, standing is. What are these simple activities that we do most of the time without thinking about them at all? We'll begin our second sitting at the bell.
Please put your hands together in gasho. Bow. Namo Amidabutsu. Namo Amidabutsu. Namo Amidabutsu. Namandabutsu. 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 We will begin uh, sutra chanting. Sutra chanting is actually a portion of a sutra that we will chant. Uh, most sutras are far too long to be able to chant in one sitting. So for us, uh, we're usually chanting a verse out of a longer narrative or prose. And that's why uh, each line consists of perhaps four or five or seven characters. When we chant, we read from left to right, just like in English, and we move down the first column, and then we move to the second column, and so on. Open circles uh, represent bells uh, for the chant leader to ring. So we always begin a sutra chant with two bells. Whenever we change a section, we use one bell to kind of signal that we're changing uh, from one section to another. And then when you end a sutra chant, you always end with three bells. Each syllable here is written in Romanized characters, English characters. And each syllable here represents a kanji, a Chinese character. And it's written phonetically. It's the sound of the character. The vowels have the same pronunciation independent of location or their neighbor. So this is different from English. And the vowel sounds, uh, I've been told, resemble those in Spanish. So we have A, E, I, O, and U. And they're pronounced A, E, E, O, and U. And then uh, you'll see uh, italicized lines. Uh, those are leader lines that I chant alone. And you will also see underlines under some of the characters. And that means that rather than each character getting a single beat, an underlying character will get a beat and a half. And to kind of make up that little extra time, the next character in line will only get a half beat. And what you do is you don't really concern yourself too much about the meaning of what's being chanted. This isn't flashcards. We're not trying to learn something. This is a ritual. And so we chant together as a feeling of oneness. Don't worry too much about how you're doing. Be aware and mindful of each character. Uh, this is a form of meditation. Uh, rather than silent meditation, we're meditating through sound. So, you know, you see the character, you say it, you forget about it, you move on, and you say the next character. And over time, it becomes effortless, and you'll begin to memorize it uh, without realizing it. We will now chant Ju Gay. Yeah. 
In the rain, 
you get wet. I would really like to share with you one of my most favorite Buddhist stories. There are many like this one, but this one really resonated with me. I would like to think of it as my legendary, quasi-autobiographical Buddhist journey. There was a young boy who really wanted to learn about Buddhism. He decides to leave home to join a monastery on a faraway mountaintop. He shaves his head and becomes a novice monk. He quickly finds that he has far too many chores to do. Each morning, he has to clean the altar, even though it seems like it is already clean. He must offer the Buddha breakfast prior to morning service, which is before even his own breakfast after service. He finds it very difficult to chant on an empty stomach. He really wants to study Buddhism, but it doesn't seem like there is much time for that. Instead, he is always cleaning, making offerings, chanting, and bowing. He wishes that more of his time was spent in lecture, learning the teachings. He prefers being led from a premise to a conclusion. But his teachers seem to talk around the subject, often speaking in endless riddles. He didn't know this then, but his teachers wanted him to intuit the conclusion. This is what is called circumlocution, but he thought it felt much more like they were just talking in circles. After a year, he was on the verge of quitting and began to complain to the head monk of his temple about his situation. He was hoping for a teaching, but instead he was given yet another chore, another task. It seemed like more of a punishment. The head monk needed a written message taken across town to an older, more senior monk at another temple. The young boy took the note, tucked it into his robes, and went out the temple gates. He hadn't realized how far he had to walk. After two miles, he was only halfway there. He was not happy about this, and even less so once it began to rain. He finally made it to the temple soaking wet. He knocked on the large wooden doors, and the older monk answered. The boy handed him the note, expecting an important verbal response, a reply he could take back to his temple. But the older monk merely smiled and handed him yet another note. He felt like a carrier pigeon, no longer a novice monk. He returned to his monastery after another four-mile walk, still in the pouring rain. He made it back, looking and feeling like a wet dog. Waiting for him at the monastery doors was his head monk. He was just standing there smiling, as had the senior monk done at the other temple. He handed him the new note, and without reading it, he placed it into his robes, still smiling. Our young monk finally lost his temper. He was tired, he was cold, and he was soaking wet. The head monk started laughing out loud. He looked at the poor boy and said, Why are you upset? Don't you know that when you go out into the rain, you get wet? It was in that moment that the young boy had a moment of sudden insight. The Buddha Dharma had been raining down upon him all along. He had been immersed in it, in Buddhism, with all the chores and the activities that he was to do. In a sense, he was soaked to the bone with it. The young boy now knew what the head monk had known all along. When you go out into the rain, you get wet. And now, for the first time, the young boy could exhale and practice. I realized from this story 
that just being in a sangha and showing up for services is enough to immerse myself within the teachings. It is not so much what we learn in an academic way, but rather what we realize in the teachings when we feel it within our bodies and we intuit them with our minds. It takes no effort. It's as easy and as natural as getting wet as we walk in the rain. Thank you very much. In Gasho, Reverend John Turner. Namo Amidabuts. Namo Amidabuts. Namo Amidabuts. Today's program was presented and produced by the Buddhist Education Center of Orange County Buddhist Church. This podcast is copyrighted 2024 by the Orange County Buddhist Church, Anaheim, California, all rights reserved.